Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm joined by my uh, co-host today in Jordan. I'm your host, Amir, with a very special guest today in Denver Broncos linebacker, Jonas Griffith. Super excited to have you on today, man. Uh, how, how are you doing uh, You know, you know, today uh, heading into the offseason? Doing good, man. Uh, recovery's going good. Just recovering from the uh, broken foot I suffered midway through the year, man. Recovery's going really well. Rehab's going good and just excited to attack the process with the new coach and, you know, just get back with the teammates. Yeah. So, uh, I just wanted to, you know, start off the episode wishing you a happy uh, belated birthday. I saw your birthday was, uh, this last, uh, 10 days ago on January 27th. Uh, happy 26th, man. Appreciate you, brother, man. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I just want to kind of give all the, you know, the viewers and listeners just a background of kind of, you know, how your uh, NFL career is taken off in a sense. Um, so, 2020, you signed with the San Francisco 49ers out of Indiana State, you know, you know, starting for them four years or playing for them for four years. And then you go and sign with the 49ers as an undrafted free agent in 2020. Then uh, October 2020, um, you signed with the uh, Indianapolis Colts uh, practice squad. But then two weeks later, signed back to the uh, Niners practice squad for the rest of the season. And correct me if I'm wrong any point here, but 21-20 preseason is really where you kind of um, – Everybody kind of took notice. Um, so you led all 49ers uh, players in special teams tackles and were third on the team in total tackles in that preseason. Um, then where obviously it leads to now where you were eventually traded on August 31st, 2021 to the Denver Broncos. Can you kind of take us behind, you know, that whole preseason, that last preseason with the San Francisco 49ers and just your um, your mindset and approach heading in that preseason, how much you kind of knew it would play into effect? Um, and then, you know, looking in hindsight, how much that played a factor into you eventually uh, being traded to the Broncos for a few draft picks? Yeah, man. So uh, I came out the 2020 year and uh, it was with COVID. And I think that kind of Set me back a little bit in a way, you know, and uh, just not having yeah. OTAs, not having none of the preseason, nope, none of the preseason things. Just getting right into training camp, and the first, I think, the first real game was in like three weeks once training camp started. So you know, I was kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. So it kind of set me back, man. But you know, I think it all worked out for favor of me. Just the opportunity for me to adjust, you know, and learn and grow, you know, from those aspects of COVID and things like that. And uh, going into the year of 2021, after being cut a few times. And uh, bouncing around a little bit with the 49ers that preseason, man, going into that, just putting my head down and just getting rid of my opportunity of having mm -hmm. a preseason and allowing that to, you know, just have put myself out there to put film on the field, put film for other teams such as the Broncos, you know, to have access to see me play and see what I can do in a real life event such as a game, obviously. And uh, I think, you know, that really benefited me, you know, my career going forward, having those preseason games and things like that, especially as an undrafted guy. Yeah, um, that's kind of the first thing I want to ask you to get into. You know, I want to know, you know, about the chip you had on your shoulder, you know, kind of bonus, you know, the NFL. Of course, you being undrafted, you know, I, I just love undrafted guys because they just come in hot. You know, they're ready to play. They're ready to get to work and everything like that. I just want to talk to you, you know, about your reaction to kind of, you know, not being drafted and just, you know, how that chip on your shoulder just came. It's kind of funny, man. So uh, that COVID year, the draft of 2020, I remember I was with my family for those last two months, just hanging out with them working out of my high school and um, I had a lot of interviews with teams before and they told me that I was going to get drafted. You know, they're going to draft me probably one of the late rounds. And uh, I just remember it was coming around the sixth round and a team called me and I was like, okay. And they, I was like, this is the moment that they're going to call me. They're going to draft me or whatever. 
And uh, they were like, hey, you know, we have a spot coming up. We might take you. And they didn't end up taking me. And I think that that kind of stuck with me a little bit. And then just seeing all these guys' names called before me, uh, you know, especially when I'm with my family, you know, and putting putting all this work and you expect for your name to be called and it didn't get called. So I think for me that was – it was – it made me angry at the moment, but then it made me more motivated and driven, you know, to be to show these these teams what they had passed on and what, you know, they were missing out on with me on the field and my versatility and things like that. And so I feel like I still carry it now, but I still feel like, you know, I still have a lot to prove and I'm just getting started, honestly. Yeah, so 2021, um, obviously your first year with the Denver Broncos, you played in 13 games starting four. Um, then 2022 is where you kind of took a much bigger role in, you know, um, you know, as you were Evero's defense, you know, first year DC for the Broncos. Um, 2022, not nine games played, uh, eight games started, 46 tackles, a, a interception there in the Niners game, PBU. Um, then obviously, um, you know, November 18th, uh, you know, like you mentioned, you know, that foot injury uh, in practice to, you know, effectively end your season. How, wh what was just going through your mind? You know, you were having such a, it seemed like almost as if a breakout year for you. I mean, all the linebackers on the Broncos' team were just balling out and, you know, obviously including you as well, being a starter there, we're just, a lot of people were taking note, especially in training camp. We were hearing constantly about, you know, Jonas Griffith, you know, really uh, a big name coming out for this uh, Broncos defense. And then to just go down with an injury, uh, you know, there, uh, you know, around midway into the season, how, how was that, uh, you know, how did you kind of, um, react to that information? And was your mindset immediately following that news and how were you going to attack, uh, you know, the rehab process? Honestly, man, I was, uh, I was a little down the first for a few weeks, you know, first few weeks, you know, because I feel like I came so far, obviously, from being cut a few times with the Niners and bouncing around, you know, finally earning that spot. And uh, I think I was, I was a little down at first, but, you know, I think the, the mindset changed to the recovery, you know, getting into recovery early and being the first guy there and the last guy out and just controlling what I can control, man, and just taking it day by day and being ready for the next opportunity that I'm getting. And that'll be hopefully OTAs. I'll be ready for OTAs. You know, I'm not saying anything, but, you know, just hopefully be ready for OTAs and back and just showing these new coaches that I'm willing to work and I'm ready and I'm hungry, as hungry as I was when I didn't, when I was on the practice squad, when I was not with the team, you know, and I think that was my mindset. My mindset shifted to that from just feeling like a poor me mindset. And I think that that kind of helped my recovery speed up, you know, and just helped my mindset change as well. Yeah, um, you know, we talked about, you know, Coach E and everything like that. I'm pretty sure, you know, everyone's heard it. Um, you know, Jerry Evero, he's going to Carolina. You know, um, I just want to ask you about, you know, your relationship with, you know, Evero and just, you know, the confidence he gave you, you know, beginning of the season, you know, as he was named the starter. Uh, yeah, Coach Evero, he definitely gives the guys confidence. He's, he'll, he'll, he'll demand a lot of you. He'll love you up. And he's a he's definitely a player's coach, a guy the player really wants to go out there and play hard for, you know, because – He'll take care of you, you know, as long as you're doing your job and things like that, whether that's in practice, in the games, you know, and he'll, he has really a relationship with the guys off the field as well, which I think plays a big role in, you know, the coach on the field who makes you want to, you know, maybe stay a little later after practice, do some work with them, you know, and things like that. And I think that as the Panthers, they got a really good defense coordinator, and I'm excited for him. And I think, you know, in the next few years, he'll be a head coach. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, like Jordan brought up, he uh, – 
was leaving for the uh, leaving the Broncos for that DC job there with uh, Frank Reich. Um, obviously, some uh, unfortunate news, but at the same time, great news for a guy who ultimately deserves the best. And you know, this whatever situation that puts him in the best spot to be a head coach. Um, you know, happy for him and hope the well, hope the best for him. Uh, obviously, another coach. Um, uh, we, we, you know, we as fans, we uh, figured out, you know, this morning from Mike Kliss that um, your inside linebackers coach, uh, Peter Hansen, um, was uh, is effectively parting ways with the Denver Broncos. Um, obviously, um, can you just kind of, you know, tell the fans how much he meant to your game this year, how much he uh, applied and attributed to your game, you know, o- you know, over this past year and what he did for that linebacker room as a whole, because that unit was very outstanding, to say the least, this year. Hundred percent, man, and uh, yeah, the, I think Coach Pete Hanson, he, you know, he, he should get a lot of the praise for the linebacker group this year. Speaking of Josie, Alex, and myself, and even Justin Strenat, you know, I think he pushed us every day to be the best version of ourselves. He also just told us to rely on our our own athletic ability and trust what we've done our whole life. You know, he gave us that confidence that, you know, you're obviously going to still learn a lot, but you know, you you're here for a reason, and you're going to go out there and perform to the best of your ability. And I think that that kind of gave us that confidence. And a room, as a group, you know, it's just be the best version of ourselves and go out there and have fun. And I think that's the biggest thing, have fun and play ball and just enjoy yourself, you know, because we are playing football. And I think that sometimes some guys will play uptight and things like that. But Coach Pete was just like, hey, just have fun, know your assignment, do your job, trust yourself. And I think that that kind of allowed guys like myself, Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell to play fast. And, you know, I'm forever thankful for him, you know, for the year that we did spend together for what he did for us. And, um, you know, wishing him the best going forward, man. He's a great dude, has a great family, you know, and he's a great teacher, a great coach, you know, and a great man. Um, yeah, I want to go back a little bit um, to, you know, the trade that obviously brought you over. You know, I know a lot of people's reaction was, man, who is this guy we're getting, everything like that. Um, you know, I kind of, you know, knew a little bit about you. You know, I watched the film when we brought you over. But I just want to know, the, um, you know, your reaction to being traded, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. I was – just got done with training camp. It was the last day, and uh, they had just, you know, broke training camp. Like, hey, training camp's over. With the and I was, we were in, I was in San Francisco. I was in the hotel, the team hotel, and I was on the phone with my um, best friend, and we were just talking. I was like, you know, just talking about camp and how the season. He was like, you know, you had a great preseason, you know, on the side to see play. And I really couldn't sleep. I was just, I couldn't, you know, I was just up, and I was thinking I was about to go for a walk. And uh, John Lynch, uh, the GM with the Niners, he, he was calling me, and I was like, I was like, oh, snap. So I told my friend, like, yeah, I got to take this. So I obviously declined, like, swipe out of that and go to the call. And I'm like, hello. And I'm kind of like, my heart's beating. And I'm like, uh, how's it going? You know, and he's like, hey, man, you know, we're, you know, you had a great training camp and things like that. And, um, you know, we love what we saw out of you, you know. And obviously he was like, and I was like, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, but what? You know, and he's like, you know, you had a great training camp, you know, super, you know, proud of you and things like that. And then he is like, and there's other teams that liked you too. And he was like, there was a few teams that were like wanting to trade for you. And uh, we, we decided to trade you. And I was like, okay, shoot. And then he just kept talking and talking. And I was like, uh, can I interrupt you? I was like, where am I going? You know? And uh, <laughs> he was like, uh, yeah, you know, we traded you to the Broncos. You know, he was like, we know those guys up there. They'll take good care of you. And, um, you know, at that moment I was, I was kind of sad, man, because I, I had really built a, a family and I had a lot of friendships and brothers with the 49ers organization, you know, especially in that linebacker group. And uh, I was sad at the moment, man. And I was, you know, I didn't really know what to expect coming to Denver. And um, in that moment, I was, you know, I was, I was excited, you know, that another team had wanted me and to trade some picks for me, you know, gave me another opportunity. 
But, you know, at the same time, I was sad. But then when I got here and got settled in and met the guys and, you know, met the fans specifically, too, you know, I think that I, I beca- it became more of a home to me, you know, rather than just the place I was being traded to. Yeah, I know you talk about how, you know, excited you were in that moment. And you also talked about how that kind of that feeling you were getting after teams told you they were going to draft you in the late rounds and they ended up, you know, not doing that. What was that kind of feeling like whenever you hear about multiple teams or wanting to trade draft picks for you when they didn't even want to use them on you in the first place? I think that everything works out like in its right time. And I think that's what the yeah. the the lesson I took from that is, you know, when that, it wasn't the right timing for me back in 2020 when the draft was going on. But, uh, you know, the, everything will work out in the right time. As long as you work hard and just do the right things and, you know, just be a good person, I think everything will work out. Um, yeah, you know, moving forward a little bit, um, you know, the Broncos just hired Sean Payton as their new head coach. You know, I just – you personally, you know, what do you think Sean's going to bring, you know, to the team, you know, the kind of the reaction that's going around the team right now? Actually, I met him for the first time today before his uh, press conference, and uh, he seemed like a great dude. We talked about he uh, – so I went to Indiana State, and he his first um, main coaching was at Indiana State. So we had a little uh, – Shared a little laugh about that, you know, and stuff like that. And he, he said he enjoyed it. And, I, you know, I told him I enjoyed it as well. But, yeah, just I think he's going to bring a lot of toughness to the team. I think he'll bring that accountability as well. Just in the few minutes I had talking to him today, I think he's a guy that's going to demand respect and accountability and I think just bring the best out of every single guy on the team. And I'm excited about that, man. I think that, you know, I enjoy playing for coaches like that. And he seems like a special coach. I mean, obviously he won a Super Bowl with the um, – the Saints, and he was obviously a playoff contending team year in and year out. So, I mean, the guy's track record speaks of itself. So, man, I'm excited, and I'm, you know, I think that Broncos country should be excited as well. But the biggest thing I'm excited to do is just get, to get in there and work, man, with no expectations, but just to put our head down and work every day. And that's, I think that's going to be the most exciting thing about it is just work every day and I think just see what, see what happens, you know, and the result speaks for itself. Yes, sir. Um, Lots of excitement, obviously, with the Shane Sean uh, Payton hire at the moment. Um, obviously, like you said, the press conference today was incredible, to say the least. I mean, the energy and everything from football smarts to the leadership that he's going to bring to this team is incredible. Um, I want to kind of ask – I want to ask you, how was that tri- transition um, going from primarily a special teams player there in San Francisco and a little bit in Denver to eventually becoming a starting linebacker for the Denver Broncos? What was kind of, you know, your preparation? your approach how, how did that you know differentiate differentiate from you know becoming that you know prominently a special teams player to eventually starting linebacker for the Broncos so when I was a rookie uh I had the privilege to be with guys like Fred Warner and Drake Ringlaw mm-hmm. and uh, these out share with the 49ers and man those that's a I mean a great room of guys with some really talented I mean he was obviously Fred Warner's all pro linebacker and uh, I really just watched him and I tried just do whatever he did. And I was like, if I want to, I mean, my goal has always been to be an all pro linebacker. And I was like, if I want to be, if I want to do that, I got to do, I got to do what this guy does every single day and more, you know, because I'm an undrafted guy, you know, so obviously there's, you know, a bigger chip on your shoulder. And I feel like, you know, the biggest thing for me was just to kind of emulate and just seeing what these guys that had done it before were doing. And I think, you know, that was, that. I think I, I try to still carry that to this day, man. And just, uh, I think, I love special teams, and I, I want to continue to do it and be the best guy, whatever I'm doing on the field. But I want to also be the best at my position, and I think that that is obviously being on the defense and playing defensive snaps and things like that. And um, I think every day for me is just preparing to be a starter, preparing to be the best I can be, and just 
having that mindset that I will be. And I know I'm not there yet, but I'm going to be. And that's my mindset every day is just to come in with that work ethic. And if I do that, be the hardest worker in the room, man, then I don't think there's anything that can stop me. Yeah, um, you know, you spoke about, you know, that great San Francisco linebacker room with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw and those guys. You know, what linebackers around the league, you know, that, you know, as you were getting drafted that you kind of, you know, wanted to model your game around and you kind of looked up to? Uh, definitely one was Fred Warner. I really love watching his game. He's a great rangy linebacker. I think we have similar body types and uh, similar skill sets and things like that. Definitely with him. He was one of the guys I really liked watching, Demario Davis. With the uh, Saints, I enjoy watching him. I, obviously, uh, Bobby Wagner, great linebacker. And then um, Levante David as well. I'm a big, like, linebacker junkie, you know, specifically. So I, I like to watch every single linebacker, man. But, uh, you know, and, I, and Darius Leonard, too, because Darius Leonard came from a small school, man. So, uh, you know, just seeing him play and do it at a high level, you know, encouraged me a little bit, you know, and just showed me that guys where I came from were doing big things, man. They gave me that confidence as well. So, you know, those are just a few of the guys that I really – Wanted to kind of mow my game after. I mean, obviously, my favorite all-time linebacker is Ray Lewis. But, uh, you know, just some of the, most, the more current ones right now, you know, that ones that I watched were those guys. Yeah, everybody, everybody's everybody got to love Ray Lewis, especially if you like watching a linebacker position. Um, yeah, so how do you – I wanted to kind of, you know, uh, switch things over from the defense side of the ball to the offense side of the ball. So just from a guy who's, uh, you know, obviously on the offense side of the field watching from the sidelines – how did you – what was kind of going through you and the defensive guys' uh, minds there? Uh, we talked to Sean Williams about a week or so ago. I just want to kind of, you know, pick your brain and what overall that defense, how they viewed the offense, you know, week in and week out. Obviously, it was, a, it was a little bit of a struggle, you know, to you know start the first half of the season. Things kind of pick up the last few weeks. But what was kind of your guys', you know, view on how the offense are performing and just that, you know, overall physical feeling of, you know, to say the least, you guys are constantly having to go back out on the field after, you know, stalled offensive drives. What, what, what was kind of going through your guys' minds? Um, uh, I think the biggest thing for us was the team sport. I mean, I, even when I was starting and when, uh, before I got injured, I think that I was still on special teams and I was still out there on like two special teams units. And uh, the biggest thing for me was it was a team. It's not just offense, special teams or defense. I think that I, I viewed it as that, you know, just as a team sport. And I think that if the offense was down one game, then we had to pick them up as a defense. Maybe we could get the ball on a turnover, you know, and maybe we could get the ball back to them in better field position, you know, and on special teams, maybe like tackle a guy or on kickoff return, like block for a guy or turn for a touchdown. I think that was the, that was how I viewed it, man. I thought that like the more we were out there, the better for me, you know, I was excited to be out there. I wanted to be out there as much as possible. And I think that was the way I looked. I didn't look at it as a point of fingers, you know, and, uh, aspect i looked at it as hey like another opportunity to go make a play you know so i think that was my mindset with the offense i love that yeah i was gonna you know kind of tie into that you know i just i want to ask you know how i would say this um what would you say was kind of more of a big problem this year for the broncos you know would you say kind of injuries or you know a little bit on the coaching staff because those are two really big problems that you know were seen to be faced but just in your opinion which one do you think played more of a part of it uh, we did have a lot of injuries. I think that definitely played a part, especially on the offensive side. I think that played a huge role in the offense. I mean, obviously, Tim Patrick went down in training camp. Javante Williams was injured. Gary Bowles was injured. A lot of guys were injured. There was a few. There was a lot of guys on IR throughout the year as well. And I think that you know, it's, we had a lot of injuries. And I think, I mean, I don't think it was coaches. I don't, I'm not a guy to point fingers, but I know that we had a lot of injuries. You know, and I think that that definitely probably hurt the coaches game plans week in and week out having a different guy in every week, you know, and not being accustomed to a, a guy and having a rhythm with the same specific guy, you know, and I think that 
that probably hurt out hurt a lot, you know. So I'm excited for all the guys to come back this year. I'm in rehab with guys like Javante Williams and Tim Patrick and Garrett Bowles. I'm excited for those guys to come back. I know they have a chip on their shoulder, man, and we're excited to see them play and go out there and make plays. Yeah, you bring up the injuries. Uh, we got some news yesterday that, uh, you know, the head of strength and conditioning, Lauren Landau, uh, you know, is stepping away from the team. Um, obviously, you worked with him the last two years. What can you say about, you know, the job that he's done and, you know, uh, getting, uh, you know, getting the privilege to work with him? Uh, I love Coach Landau. I think that uh, he was enjoyable to be around, man. And that, uh, correction, I think that article's wrong. He was he was let go, wasn't he? Um, well, stepped away. It was he was uh, let go on the staff, and uh, you know he's a great, great man, great coach. Man, I enjoyed every single second I had with him. Uh, I was really close to him because when I got injured, I would be in there lifting with him and stuff like that. And uh, I enjoyed him. He's a he's a wealth of information. He knows what he's talking about, and he's the hardest worker. You know, and I, I'm it's, I'm sad to see him go, man, because that was that was my guy, man. But. You know, I, I mean, I, obviously he'll he'll be fine. You know, he has land out the his gym, and he, you know, he's a he's a legend at what he does. You know, so I think he'll be fine. But you know, it's gonna be sad to see him go, man. That was that was definitely that that was definitely my guy, man. You know, so shout out to Coach Landau. Um, I know you um you got hurt. Um, I think you were rolled off for the season around week eight. Um, so I know you didn't really get to play a full season. But I just wanted to ask you. You know, all the games you play, you know, what kind of was, you know, your favorite moment from this season? Like, you know, your favorite play that you had this season? Um, I would say the 49ers against my former team, man. Uh, I, I yeah. really enjoyed that, man. That was, a, that was a blessing, man. Just having, you know, a team that kind of took a chance on me coming out of uh, coming out of the draft, man. I'm still friends with a lot of those guys, man. You know, so just having that interception, you know, and still, it kind of not still in the win, but, you know, helping my team to a victory was a was a that was a highlight of you know especially that that week that was definitely you know that was probably the highlight of my season this year that was my favorite play man that was a enjoyable man and i'll you know it's something i'll probably cherish forever you know but <laughs> that was dope yeah great break on the ball by uh by you know cream jackson there hopefully he's back this year but um so talking about your favorite moments and whatnot what would you really classify as your welcome to nfl moment um always ask guys uh this question what would you you know a moment whether it's on the field off the field where you're like wow i'm i'm, I'm in the pros now uh i would say there was definitely probably two <laughs> my rookie year um when i walked in the locker room my first day training camp and i saw uh, richard sherman and, you know, obviously, as a legend, I, I, I like, I didn't want to talk to him. I was a little nervous. I was like, man, I'm just not going, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fanboying over here. And uh, and then he came up and talked to me. He was like, hey, what's up, Brooke? And I was like, oh, and then I told him, you know, how much, how I watched him at Seattle. And, like, obviously, that big play against uh, San Francisco when he knocked the ball away, you know, was hit him to the Super Bowl. And uh, just telling him how, you know, I thought of him and how I looked up to him as a guy. That was the one. And then um, I, I think it was in practice. It was in training camp. That same year is when um, Trent Williams, their tackle, tackle for the 49ers, I was, I was just, it was in practice, it was like a toss play, and I was running to the outside, and he's a big dude, man, and I remember just, I was like, oh, I'm outrun him, you know, because in college, you see a big guy just go outrun him, and the dude was just running, like, step for step with me, like, this, like, 300, whatever pound guy, <laughs> and he's a, he's an animal, man, he's, you know, and so, I think that, those two things were through, I was like, whoa, like, you know, that was that was impressive, man. I was like, whoa, and you know, so I was, this ain't college anymore. So I think that was my welcome to NFL moments right there for me. <laughs> um, I would probably, you know, want to ask you, um, 
going in practice, you know, going against a guy like, you know, Javante Williams and Latavius Murray, you know, guys like that, you know, what's the one, you know, what's the one thing you always go in the play by play and, you know, kind of, you know, man, I got to go get Javante this play. He's going to come right at me. You know, what kind of goes through your head in those practice moments? Uh, Yeah, the Javante, he's a great running back, man. I think that training camp, we had a lot, you know, going back and forth with each other. It was friendly smack talking, man. And uh, <laughs> I still hang out with him a lot, you know, off the field. So I think that it, it'll only grow more. So, uh, yeah, just every day, man, going against him, I think he, get, he definitely gets you better. A uh, guy like that, you know, especially when you have pads on, he's a physical runner. You know, I, I enjoy that, though. I love that, you know. So just going every day, seeing him in the gap coming, you know you got to bring it every time because he's he's going to come, man. I, I, I feel bad for a lot of the opposing defenses that got tackled him every single play. You know, I know that's a – he's a low, especially in practice. And I'm thankful that I get to go against a guy like that every day in practice, man, because he's definitely helps me to get better as well. Yeah, that that's my favorite player right there. I always tell people, Javante, I love Javante so much. But, yeah, <laughs> so um, obviously, you know – Really hoping for the best this season. Obviously, Sean Payne here to change the, you know, um, just you know, kind of revolt, revive that winning culture, bring you know the Denver Broncos standard back to you know where, um, it, you know it should be and has been in the past. But, um, obviously, speaking of future, um, this upcoming year we saw your exclusive rights uh, free agent. Um, last year you brought back, you know, on the one year deal. This year, um, what can you kind of tell us about what you're expecting heading into? free agency, um, you know, whether or not you or your agent, the Broncos are expecting to come to terms on a deal. Uh, what do you kind of, what do you kind of have to tell the fans, um, you know, heading into free agency this year? Oh uh, yeah. I think, you know, uh, I mean, obviously I don't, I don't really know much, you know, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure hopefully they'll bring me back. You know, I'm, and I love Denver, man. I love the fans. I know the fans are, the fans are some of the best in the world, man. And the best in the world, you know, and especially in the NFL, man. And I think that, uh, I love it here in Denver, and, you know, if I'm back, I'm excited, you know, and hope I am. That's all I know so far. I think I'll let my agent handle that and, uh, you know, just continue to work, man. So then hopefully when I'm back in that orange and blue, I'm ready to roll with the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to go back to kind of the linebacking core. You know, we talked about earlier about, you know, the office, you know, the linebackers coach and all the linebacking core. You know, I just want to know, you know, what's it like being in a room? You know, you got Josie, you know, Alex Singleton and those type of guys. You know, what's it just like being there with guys who are just all so talented, equally talented? Yeah, specifically uh, Alex and Josie, man. Those guys are both two really good guys. They're like my, like kind of like my bigger brother. Both of them look a few years older than me. But, uh, I, love, I enjoy working with those guys every day. I think every day in practice we're competing to see who can make the most plays. And obviously in games, too, competing to see who can make the most plays and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, man, those guys, we push each other every day. And I think they started in OTAs of last year, just being with each other and competing, even in conditioning, you know, just seeing who could beat the other one. And, you know, they, they never beat me in races, but, you know, they might say otherwise. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just competing with those guys every day in races and um, drills and things like that. And also, you know, just hanging out with them off the field, going to dinners, going to movies, you know, and just building that chemistry with those guys, you know, was was great, man. And I tried to pick up as much as I could from those the older guys like Alex and Josie, man, because, you know, they have a wealth of information and they, they've been around longer than I have. And so I'm just trying to pick their brain as much as possible, man, and just see their thoughts on different things and see how they take care of their bodies and things like that. Yeah, so I want to kind of uh, go ahead and close off the episode on a positive note. Um, what is, what is one moment, uh, one funny moment that you have in the two years with the Broncos um, that kind of stands out uh, to the most? Like either with the, you know a certain player in the locker room or off the field, you know, at dinner or whatever. Uh, what, what's a funny moment you have here in Denver? Uh, funny moment, man. I would probably say just 
Hey, hang in the locker room, man. It's so much funny moment. <laughs> just like just with the guys, like hanging after practice, man. We're just laughing and you know, just hanging out, man. There's so many funny moments. I, I don't know if there's one specifically, but I'm trying to think. But yeah, there's just so much, man, that just goes on the locker room. Or even like we're if we're going to a dinner or on trips, whatever it is, like on the plane or you know, whatever, man. There's so many funny moments where, you know, guys just being goofy and being themselves, you know, I think, which I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of those guys are really funny, man. I've got some characters on the team, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I have one funny moment, but there there is a lot that probably come to mind, you know, that just where guys just kind of being goofy and I just can't can't stop laughing sometimes. <laughs> Who would you uh, say is the funniest on the team? Uh, I would definitely say uh, Kareem, Kareem Jackson's pretty funny. I would say uh, Aaron Patrick, number 94, oh, yeah. is really funny. Uh, I, who else is like – we have a lot of funny guys on the team. Uh, Justin Simmons is funny. He's he's a he's a he's a yeah he's a he's an OG funny but he's funny too so we have a lot of guys you know on the team they're just clowns man so <laughs> it's it's real funny being around Baron Baron Brown is pretty funny too I'll give him that <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, before we end it off you know I have a really cool story to tell you um like you know during the off season my brother he's the one that made me a Bronco fan and everything like that and he's like man we need a linebacker and I'm like. Man, it's a guy we had number 50, like, because I, I, I watched, you know, the Raiders games, and I think it was the Chargers game, I think, that you played in last season, but really the Raiders game. And I was like, I don't know, man. We got a linebacker, man. He quick. Like, I'm like, I'm, just telling, I'm, like, I'm like, man, he quick. Like, man, he be shooting through the gap, hitting hard. I'm like, I don't know. Like, he may need to hold off on training. I was like, I just kind of want to see what they say about him in training camp. I was like, all I knew was his last name was Griffith. So, you know, he's just like, man, I think we need to trade for guys like Roquan Smith. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Let's just see what we got developing. I remember it was um, the game against the 49ers. And, like, you know, you had got the game with an interception and everything like that. He calls me. He's like, hey, Jordan, you know, is that the linebacker you was talking about? And I'm like, yeah, it was. He was like, man, I'm not going to lie, man. He just want me some money, man. I look, man, you was right, bro. You was right, man. He want me some money, man. I was like, yeah, I told you, man. I told you about Jonas Griffin, man. Oh, that's dope, man. I, I really appreciate the support, Jordan. Appreciate that, yeah. brother. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so, uh, Jonas, thank you so much for uh, taking your time out of your day. I know you've been uh, going through rehab and whatnot, and you still took time out of your day to go ahead and, you know, uh, join the podcast with us. Super uh, pleasure to have you on today. You know, wish you the best in the rest of your rehab, all your off season. Hopefully you're back, like you said, in the orange and blue this upcoming season. Uh, you got your two biggest fans uh, right here on the pod. Uh, we, lo- we love you, man. Thanks for uh, joining on today, man. It was, a- it was a pleasure. Yes, sir, brother. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. You guys are fun to talk with and talk about football. I appreciate you, brother. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be it for today's episode. If you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe. Uh, Make sure you have notifications out so you don't uh, miss any future episodes with uh, plenty of Broncos players, insiders, writers to come, uh, you know, in the in the foreseeable future. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify podcasts, make sure you guys are follow. Leave a five star rating, you know, turn notifications on so you don't miss these episode uh, episodes on there wherever you guys are listening. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with uh, Jonas. Uh, Until the next one. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace.